Good morning, everybody. Kevin Draco with his dream house here along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kissner, brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This dream house, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common homeowner pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at This Dream House, and we'd love to hear from y'all. All right, Kev, time for a little sports chat with you. Avalanche. Let's do it. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I am too. And look, this is a good team, and obviously there's a lot of high hopes. Uh, you hear every day this could be a team that – you know, is in it for the next five, six years, multiple championships, yada, yada, yada. Here is my only, hey, let's put on the brakes a little bit. I think it is incredibly hard uh, to repeat in hockey. I look at the Avs. I mean, you just look at all the things, how sort of there was playoff teams that really I think could have been competitive with the Avs last year that the Avs never faced because they got knocked out uh, before even getting there. It's a very, very – competitive league this year you got injuries you got all these things a long season um you know things go wrong like I don't know man look my question for you therefore then is at when would it be a disappointment for you is it hey they don't get to the playoffs that would be devastating oh yeah um so or is it first round championship or Stanley Cup loss or no it's Stanley Cup or nothing. I think it's going to be real disappointing if they don't get back to the cup. Really? I, I, I truly believe that. When I look at this team, they didn't really lose anyone other than Kadri, but they're going to make a move at the deadline. I, I I truly believe that. I know they didn't make this giant crazy But do they have the move. money left? I, I, mine are, I didn't think I they think, had enough to spend to I, make some kind of impact. I think, I think they'll go out and find another Josh Manson type guy you know, guys that they made at the deadline this year, I think they'll go out and make again a, another Lekkonen, stuff, something like that to add to that depth of to replace Kadri. They're not going to just find one guy to replace him. They're going to find like two or three guys. And I think they'll find cheap guys. Joe Sackick's a wizard. Everything he touches turns to gold. Yeah, but I get it. But I mean, honestly, for me, Kevin, uh, not you, Kevin, me, uh, if you're in, if you get to the conference finals and you know you got you, know, you won seven games and maybe you didn't have the home ice advantage for some reason, I don't know, man. I I would I would not be disappointed in that. And maybe I'm setting the bar too low. I certainly want them to repeat. I certainly want a hockey dynasty, but I would I, I would be lying to tell you, oh, that's just disappointing. Right. It sounds like you don't want. Or you want them to repeat. You of course. Don't, you don't think they will repeat. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I think, look, I just think it's tough to do. Okay. I, I don't want it. I, I, and by the way, I am that guy, right? Glass half full. Yeah. I don't like to set myself up for failure, right. so to speak, because then I'm just disappointed, right? right? But I think realistically looking at it, they're in the conference finals. And, and by the way, I'd say the same thing if they got to the Stanley Cup. I'd say the same thing if they got and lost the Stanley Cup, of course. Yeah. Perfect world, they win the Stanley Cup, yeah. and we're having another parade. Well, and when you look at the playoffs last year, I mean, don't forget, they played like three backup goalies in the playoffs. I'm not trying to drown the parade because I still think they would have beat all those teams with they they had their starters, but they had a, a easier road than they should have. I think 
they have a really good chance to repeat here. Oh, look, I and I'm not questioning. Yeah. That. Matter of fact, to your, we said multiple, right? Three. Yeah. Four. I think McKinnon might even said five. Yeah. My point is that all is possible. The question is, at what point would you be disappointed next and, season? And maybe it's not they re, they win it next year, this upcoming season. Maybe it's three and five years. Right. Maybe it's absolutely three and, and four that's years. my point. So I just think, look, man. Go Avs. Let's get a repeat, right? Let's set this up for a dynasty. That would be incredible. Yeah. But let's, you know, let's not, you know, oh, my God, the end of the world because they didn't get there or they didn't win it, you know? Here's the thing. They are built for the future, and they're going to be freaking good for the future. Amen to that. It's going to be a fun ride. So just just stay in. Stay right. on track. Ready for this now? Come on, Nuggets. Yeah, let's go, Nuggets. <laughs> okay, our first guest today is Kelly Murdoch with Inspired by Design Co. Uh, Kelly, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. You know, we we, we have so many uh, designers uh, that come on our show, and it's uh, it's always a pleasure to get such great insight from such knowledgeable people. After all, this is this dream house, and usually we talk a lot about um, – uh, what is the typical dream house like? If you uh, could ins- think about what your dream home would be, and we'll maybe we'll save that for the commercial break. What is what is your dream house? However, let's talk really quickly first. Inspired by Design Company, um, tell us what separates you. Tell us a little bit about what you do, and then we'll get into a little bit about how you did it. Okay, great. So we're a little bit different because I'm both an interior designer and a licensed general contractor. So there's not many female general contractors out there. You go, by the way. Yes, I love that. thank you. And I think that that's one of the things that we've really focused on is having design and construction, not just in the same company like a design build company would, but also having the same people, both being able to design and build. So we design for the construction and then we construct what is designed. And so in your organization, um, do you sub uh, the contractors out or do you have the contractors specifically working for your organization? Most of the work is completed by subcontractors. I am able to swing a hammer, although I suggest ah. people don't have me do that. Well, I wasn't sure, like, longer. did you have a main construction person on staff that you do, or do you sub, You obviously you have people that you do a lot of business with, and so you sub that out. Right. So most of the work is done by subcontractors. I have six full-time employees, so a couple of the guys are able to swing hammers, and then I have a full-time <laughs> cabinet service guy. So. Have you had to call him in the service? I have once or twice. Uh-oh. I have. Well, and, and look, right? And we'll talk a little bit about that too. Logistically, right? It's uh, it's not that easy this day and age, and we'll call it post-COVID. Uh, and I'm sure it was even more difficult during COVID. But um, so, how long have you had your business? So we've been around since 2008. So so speaking of times that are not so much fun uh, in the construction industry, but we were really blessed. Um, We've had a a lot of growth, and so we started at an interesting time, and and now we're also kind of having a little bit of a growth spurt in another interesting time. That's awesome. And so um, what was your thought? What was... uh, what was your previous world, Kelly, and what did you do, and how did you finally decide that, hey, I want to do this? 
So I was actually a corporate controller CFO in my first career. Um, I did not love it. I was good at it. And I moved into a kind of a dog of a house, which everyone thought I was insane for moving in there. Why are you buying that? Right. They're like, are you sure? It's kind of a dump. Yes, absolutely. So I fixed the house up myself um, with the help of a few friends. And I had a friend who was a GC. He wanted some design help. And he's like, hey, I know you've got great taste. Come help me design this fix and flip. I don't know what to do with it. So I designed that flip. It turned faster than it had ever he'd ever done before. And the rest was history. Did you think it was risk? Like, how about the risk factor? I, I You know, um, I always think there's so many talented people out there um, who don't do their own business, who don't work for themselves because they're like, well, I've got this job and it pays me really well. And I, I want to do this business, but, you know, I can't stop working here. How did that work for you? What was that process like? Well, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, yeah, I just started and started making really great money right away. I worked part time. I've driven Uber. I've driven Lyft. Thankfully, I've not had to do that for quite a while. Um, but, yeah, it actually it actually. It definitely takes quite a bit of effort, sometimes putting in, um, but risk is something that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, right? I've learned if it scares the crap out of you, you probably should do it, and it's so far worked for us. So how long were you doing both before you pulled that trigger and said, this is it, I'm doing this, I've got a plan? It was about eight years, I think. Yeah. And and I would, wow, eight years. I, I had to pause for a second because I was thinking, oh, yeah, a year. I made but really then good I, like, money the eight before. Year, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, well, and look, you're doing numbers, right? You have this great personality. Um, and it's funny, I and I don't ever like to put labels, but let's, I don't know, chef. I mean, yeah. don't we, I, I find, and, 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 and I know too many accountants that are going to probably be all over me for this, but generally speaking, they're pretty quiet. You know, they love numbers. This is the thing I do. Careful. And your your Twitter feed is going to blow up. Be careful. <laughs> I know. And, and I want to stop short of that. It's almost like, and, and I'll, uh, hey, I'm going to be equal opportunity. I'm going to throw darts everywhere. Um, it, it's kind of like when somebody says they're en- an engineer, and no offense to engineers, when they have a personality, it kind of it kind of strikes me, right? So you you have this you know, obviously a great ability uh, to be in a, a CFO. However, I would also think that played an advantage for you to sort of get your business started and do the right things financially where other people who have zero expertise in that um, may struggle a little more. Did that help with your confidence? It definitely did. And I think more so, I think it taught me what business and what good business looks like. And I think that's something missing in the construction industry and a lot of companies. Mm. And so I think that is one of our strengths now is we're very organized. We run on schedule. We run on budget. We do all of the prep. We you know plan the work. We work the plan. Um, so, yeah, it definitely did add a lot of knowledge for me and how we structured the business and, and that confidence of knowing, hey, sometimes financials aren't always pretty. And yet, um, I think it's really been a great fit for us in creating what we want to create inside the industry. Yeah, I got a question. How much of, of your decision making when you're running your business or doing a design is analytics versus gut feeling? Wow, that's a great question. I think the biggest piece for me, first and foremost, when we're starting on design, is asking the right questions in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Budget matters. 
right? Now, of sometimes course. budget matters to some people more than it matters to others. It would matter right? to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin just wants it perfect. Actually, and I have to be very honest, like I might have a budget in my mind. Uh, and my, me and my wife were very, very impulsive, dangerously impulsive. So while it would matter, all it would take for you to go is, but Kev, <laughs> don't you really want this? And I'd be like, yes, I want that really, I do. And, and of course, my budget would change. And that's why we actually first and foremost start with the question of, one, where would you like your budget to be? <laughs> and two, where are you afraid your budget may be? And then we also have a conversation of quality versus budget, what I want versus budget. So some people are going to be much more towards, no, I want what I want, and it doesn't matter about the cost as much. And some people are like, no, this absolutely needs to be the budget. So we start first and foremost there. So I think the analytics, so to speak, is kind of where we start. And then based on that framework, we have really great conversations with them like, okay, how do you want it to feel? And how do you want it to function? I'm one of the few people, I think, in the industry that actually cooks on a regular basis. If you look at kitchens, especially you, Mark, you may have oh, yeah. looked at a few and you're like, okay, many, this many. clearly is a one-butt kitchen. you know. And so we have conversations of like, okay, well, are you a one-cook kitchen or are you two-cook kitchens? And then also, I design a lot about how the people feel. You know, Your home should look and feel like you. And so that's kind of... How I operate often is having those conversations and then how do these people feel? Well, in my experience when it comes to design and construction, because I go into people's homes all the time cooking, cooking classes for appliance factory fine lines, and I can see the difference between a home that was, okay, we ran out of money, we ran out of patience, we ran out of time versus sweating the final 5% of the details. And that last 5% is probably where you, you as a designer and in, in construction industry have to overcome the most objectives because that's probably the most painful 5% is the perfecting the decor and the tile. But man, it makes such a difference when, when somebody goes to the last 5%. So what would you say is like the most challenging final detail that you think a homeowner could deal with? Wow, that's a unique question for us because we actually do all of the design work before we actually do any numbers. And so we have all of those in place and we do bids, not estimates. So often I think that, you know, those are the things I'm thinking of in the design process. So I'm not going to lie. There definitely are some things where we come up against a budget. The budget doesn't work. Let's go back and look at those, you know, nitty gritty details. Um but I will say I like to spend money on the places that are hard to replace. So, you know, I'm going to spend good quality money on plumbing fixtures because it makes a difference. But maybe we look at a less expensive tile. You know, maybe we say, hey, let's do a porcelain tile instead of a stone tile because the installation costs much less. You know, and then we get into looking at the appliances. So that's one of the differences for me is when I'm looking at things, I actually understand the construction that needs to go into it. So when we're talking about hoods, some hoods need to have makeup air, which costs about another $2,500, some t up to $2,500. So maybe I'm like, hey, uh, my friends at Fine Lines, how about we reduce from a 48-inch to a 36-inch, and then we give them a really great bonus oven over on the wall. So those are those details that I like to look for before we've even started construction, before we've signed contract, so that the design works with the construction inside of the budget. How... 
how long would you say a consumer or a client, let's call it that rather than consumer, uh, can expect to come in and sort of pre-plan with you? You know, sit down that initial talk, certainly budget, yes. But like you said, I mean, it's not necessarily as simple as a budget. It could be, well, do you like to cook? Do you like to throw parties? Do you, you know, what's what size are we dealing with? Uh, and, you know, I'm up against a break, so I'm sure everybody wants to hear that answer because that's actually an interesting question. So uh, we're going to be right back after a few words from our sponsors. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's appliance and mattress experts. With 18 Colorado stores and a 4.7 Google rating, save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances and mattresses in stock and available for next day delivery. They have more products in stock than anywhere in Colorado. Appliance Factory gets exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at a huge discount and passes that savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's sales prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid, Whirlpool to Samsung at Appliance Factory. Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory, unbelievable savings. Work with the sleep experts at Mattress Kingdom. They have the most innovative brands like Purple and Nectar to Tempur-Pedic and Sealy. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances and mattresses in stock. Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom has unbeatable savings. Don't buy until you shop at Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Visit appliancefactory.com. Okay, so welcome back to this dream house. We're here with Kelly Murdoch from Inspired by Design Company. And uh, before we went on break, I, I sat down or I asked you while we were sitting down, um, how long someone could expect that initial consultation to sort of sort through the process? Because, again, there is there is so I, – I, it's almost unimaginable. And do you do it in one day or did you do you find it taking longer? So I pride myself on making it a very streamlined process. Mm. Most people today don't want to run to 500 different showrooms. That's why they hire a designer and somebody to work with. So typically the first meeting, I'm going to meet in somebody's home for about an hour, hour and a half. And we go through some of the details in that first meeting also as far as like, okay, do you want a single sink or a double sink? Um, we'll talk a little bit about appliances in that first meeting because that's definitely going to affect how our drawings turn out. Um, and then from there, I site measure. And the next meeting is at our office. We bring them in. We put 3D renderings up on the 65-inch TV. And from there, we go through material selection. So that's usually about another hour, hour and a half, sometimes two for people who are a little less decisive. But I really try and keep things very streamlined. Mm. And is that the CFO in you? That is, is, isn't it? It is. Well, <laughs> and you know, it's very overwhelming to a lot of people. Sure it is. Right? So <laughs> often, you know, that's the other piece is I love people and I do a, well, I really focus on making sure that I'm getting down to what do they really want. That's right. Not what do they think they want. And so that makes the process much faster as well. Yeah, and so what do you, you know, and I like to come up with different things, right? And I want to get into sort of your dream home and kind of what's hot right now, right? Because I always think that's important to hear from all of our designers. But what do you think or what do you find um, your clients are most sort of taken aback by or surprised by? What 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 is it that they don't seem prepared for uh, when they come meet with, say, a designer? Well, one of the things that 
we really do very well is floor plan changes. And so I think a lot of people, when they're living in their home, they have an idea, okay, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. And I often will kind of blow their minds by saying, okay, well, I move this here and move that here, and that gives us all of this countertop space, Mm. right? Or um, I I would say that I think that's the biggest piece. They have it in their mind that it's going to be a certain way, and we come in and give them a completely different option that meets so many more needs than they ever thought that they wanted. And and really, in even I know, um, Chef, in the appliance business, that's important too. If you're dealing with a client and they come in and it's like, well, um, yeah, I do a lot of cooking and, you know, and maybe they weren't ever had any training or anything like that, and you realize, well, yeah, hey, you know what, a gas top is perfect world and an electric oven is a perfect world and oh hey guess what they make dual fuel appliances and sometimes customers are like oh you're kidding me right mm-hmm. and so i think your knowledge as an expert um and to be able to decipher that and then give people those options opens a whole other world and i think maybe too many times we take some of the simple things in your trade uh that you would think well doesn't everybody know that and, well no they really don't Right. And and that's why you're there. And that's why they come to you, I would assume. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things I pride myself on. I mean, clearly, I'm a female general contractor, so you have to know your stuff. And it's so much fun for me to be able to put something together. And I know their budget. I know what they're trying to achieve. And I know that, OK, if we do the range up against this wall, I can direct vent out the exterior wall versus if it goes here in the island. Okay. I can't do that because there's a deck with an, with an overhang and I can't take it there. Hey, if so, I can help you talk the majority of people out of downdraft, uh, ventilation, I'm, I'm, I'm in on that. Uh, chefs against downdrafts right here. It's a new thing. <laughs> chefs against downdrafts. Uh, I, I'm sure Kevin's over there going, what is a downdraft? Uh, is that is that like an elevator? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on that note, what is – What's in? What's this? What are you, what are you seeing people doing? I mean, uh, I usually, if this was three years ago when we had this show, I'd be like, oh, I know farm farmhouse chic, you know. No, we know that. I'm so over that. But what are you seeing that's kind of really popular right now in designing? You know, one of the things that I think is right now it's not so much what's in, it's what's out. Okay. So a lot of things that when we've seen two tone paint colors, all the white and the gray. I'm very grateful to say that I think it's on its way out. Oh, and okay. So no white or gray. Warmer spaces are ah, coming back okay. in, things that are open. Farmhouse, I don't think, is going away, <laughs> but it definitely has a little Darn bit it. of a classier edge, I think, at least when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, the other piece, I think, um, no doubt, professional appliances are really big right now. I can't tell you how many guys that I have that cook that have to have the Mama Jamma 48-inch range. Did, do, you, do you think that stemmed from COVID? From everybody? And, and let me give you an example. I mean, I lived actually overseas. I was in Ireland. And more so than COVID, um, there's just a lot of things in Ireland, like you can't get American food. And so I learned to make my own food. I had to make my own ranch dressing. I had to make my own uh, buffalo wings, my own chili. Uh, 
And so I guess during COVID, everybody was staying home, right? And there wasn't that opportunity to sort of go out and eat. So do you think some of that was developed from that? In other words, yeah, hey, I was home. I was cooking at home. And now I really enjoy cooking. They all want chef's job. And I'm sure chef is willing to give it to them. I, I, um, feel, like, I feel like some of it was playing restaurant. Right. And it's easier to play restaurant on the 48-inch Mamma Jamma than it is, you know, a little tiny, you know, standard 30-inch range. So I, I completely see that. And let's face it, you know, men, if you're listening, I know you are, <laughs> bigger, more is better when it comes to, I don't know, power tools. So the, the same the same logic applies to ranges. Of course, of course we want the 48-inch. Well, and I think that, yes, absolutely, I think that that's a big part of it. <sighs> um, and I'm really happy to say I think it's also that people rediscovered their families and spending time together in their kitchens. And so I think that that's something, for me, what is most important with our company is building relationships and providing home for families. You know, I was on your, your your website and I really feel bad because I'm usually pretty good at remembering things and I, I and I saw a picture and I think it was a there was like a a, a rocking chair, a white rocking chair and I think it had an orange blanket mm-hmm. on it and mm-hmm. you had a statement. Do you remember what that statement was because you talked about it it's kind of like I don't know, it's like be who you are, feel who you are, like See, I, I took it that your statement earlier where you said, you know, I want this to be a reflection of the client, right? And But there was a specific statement, and I don't know if you know it off the top of your head what I'm talking about. But and I thought, ironically, oh. all of my staff is laughing their butts off Uh-oh. because I have a horrible memory. Uh-oh. I write everything <laughs> down. No, no, and normally I would, and I really feel bad <laughs> that I didn't, but in going and you then saying it, and me going to your site, I feel that, right? I feel that, yes, you are more in tune with, yeah, all this is great, but I really want it to reflect who you are as my client. Absolutely. There's a sign on my computer that says it's not about me. It's awesome. about what it's like for them. And I think that is something that our whole industry could do a much better job of. And so, yes, there's trends and there are bells and whistles and there are things that all of us would love to be able to have fun and toy with. But at the end of the day, it's about the family that lives there, honoring our people and creating a space that they love and hopefully that they're going to cook in with one another. Okay, so Kelly, it was fabulous having you uh, on air. I'm sure everybody is dying to contact you at uh, Inspired by Design. So how do they do that? Well, they can call us and reach us at 720 475 one two four three. Find us online at inspiredbydesignco.com, or you can find us on Instagram or Facebook, also under Inspired by Design Co. And give us that number, nice and slow, one more time. 720-475-1243. Okay, it's that time. Yes, our favorite segment, 10-Second Tips with Chef Mark. Here we go. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I was doing my stretches. I did a sit-up last month, so I'm ready. All right. And, you know, we're in Colorado, Chef, and I thought today's 10-second tip, um, even though it's October and fall, you can grill. Kev, do you – this is a great question. Kev, do you grill in the why, fall? Why do, you, why do you do this? Yeah, I want to know the answer, too. Do you, do, do, do you grill? Are you a grilling man? It, is it bad enough to say I've never, like, grilled grilled? Oh my God! Yes, that like, is that is. You're like, kidding me, like right? On my own, 
I've never worked ever. a real grill ever. ever. Kevin, it's other than trem- my fa- my fast food times, but other than that, it's taken tremendous courage to admit that. Yeah. So thank you. Okay. We'll, we'll, All right. We'll just cut that. So out. I'm going to have Chef Mark help you then today. So Chef, uh, your 10 second challenge. Okay. Okay. You got 10 seconds to give us two fantastic grilling tips. Oh, that is a great question. All right, Kev, you got it set. You got I'm the ready. clock. I'm ready. You ready? When you're preheating your grill, preheat it for a long amount of time, 30 or 40 minutes, so that you get good penetration of heat. And then when you're grilling, number two, grill with the lid open. That lets the heat flow through, giving you perfect caramelization. (laughs) 12.5. He doesn't get the uh, idea of this 10-second tip, does he? (laughs) Hold on. I turned on my own timer. Yeah, and? And I had had (laughs) (laughs) 9.48. You know, so, he did it after the first sentence, right? <laughs> a three-second difference. I yeah. feel I feel like... <laughs> Three seconds. I, you know, can I... Can I By the way, that was I a very trust... good... That was a very good tip. And do Thank you... Thank you. And, Chef, and how could people see other tips or other grilling tips? You know, I have an entire grilling master class video on my YouTube channel. It's a 30-minute how to grill everything I know Kevin's going to watch this. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you're going to find it on my YouTube channel, and it's just my name, Chef Mark Kalix, uh, M-A-R-K-K-A-L-A-X. Go check it out. I think you'll have a lot to learn. All right. So on that note of uh, Kevin's going to go watch Chef's channel on how to grill because he's just so excited. Now, Chef, what I do believe is our listeners will go there. Thank you guys for another great show. And don't forget to join us on Saturday mornings here, 8 a.m. on 104.3 The Fan for more great information all about the house on this dream house. Have a great day, everybody.